Hello, hello, kids, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I am your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Hello, Sam Baxter. Hello, Pissy Miles. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, it has been quite a day. I went and got lunch today at uh, a restaurant that I have not been to since, I think, before the pandemic. Really? Which one? It's called Savor. Uh, and it's it's a really good, like, kind of just American restaurant mm-hmm. uh, near, nearby. And it it's really good food. I had, um, I, I know I've talked a lot about my diet, so I'm not going to go on about it today, but it was kind of interesting to go out to eat on this new diet and try to figure out like how that all fit together. Um, I, I ate a pork chop okay, with roasted vegetables and um, roasted potatoes. Sounds tasty. It was very tasty and... I think I got like a little too overzealous because I was like, oh, there's going to be a lot more carbs in this. There's going to be a lot more sugar. So I like, I don't bolus, which means taking insulin appropriate to the amount of carbs you're you're eating. Mm-hmm. But I was like, kind of like fake bolusing. Okay. Um, Thinking that there were going to be way more carbs in it than there were. But I actually ordered intelligently and didn't get like a plate of fucking pasta. And so I ended up like taking too much insulin. And then by the time I came home, uh, we had got David and I had gone out with his mom for Easter Mm -hmm. to get lunch. And on our way back, we stopped at Starbucks and I was like, oh, I can't get Starbucks. There's too much sugar. Bah, 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 bah. And by the time I got home, my blood sugar was low. And I was like, ah, I could have had Starbucks. <laughs> I was like mad at myself. I was like, I haven't had Starbucks in like a year. <laughs> I would just love, I would love, I would have loved to have gotten a Frappuccino, but I think a Frappuccino would have been too much. Yeah, no, that, that probably would have been a little too much. I, um, I got coffee at Quick Check today. Mm. because the whole idea is since I'm making the coffee, I can control how much sugar is in it. That's fair. But I got an iced coffee, and iced coffee doesn't come in hazelnut, and the only way to add hazelnut to the iced coffee is to add syrup. Oh. So so I'm sitting here like, three pumps of syrup isn't terrible, right? Do they have hazelnut hot coffee? They do. It's always... Couldn't they just... It doesn't work that well. Ice it? I don't understand. Well, they don't is the problem. They make three things and for some reason one of them is never fucking hazelnut. But I don't understand why you can't just get a hot hazelnut coffee and ice it. Like put it on ice. Technically I could do that, but the problem is then the ice all melts once you pour the hot coffee in and it just dilutes the coffee. Mm. I guess that's fair. It still seems ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, my my options were like weak ass hazelnut coffee or 
three pumps of hazelnut syrup. So I went with the three pumps of hazelnut syrup. I mean, I guess that's fair. Is there a lot of sugar in that syrup? Oh, yes. Mm. It is It is simple syrup with some hazelnut flavoring. Mm. See, th- and that's what's so frustrating. It's like, and I know that you don't like, you know, sugar-free things or, you know, things like that. Uh, anything that is artificially sweetened. I grew up with it, so I'm used to it. But even then, it's like you go out these days and all you ever hear is people like everyone's always on like a low carb diet, a keto diet, blah, 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 blah. It's like these diets are like hugely popular, Mm -hmm. but everything is just filled with sugar. Yeah. And it's like you would think when you go to a restaurant, there would be more options for diet soda than just Coke. And it's like, you go and they're like, we have Sprite, Mountain Dew, Coke, Dr. Pepper, uh, root beer, cream beer, root cream, <laughs> cream of tartar. We have uh, like, like they have like every fucking regular soda and then they're like, and Diet Coke. And it's like, you can die. Like, there are millions of diabetics in this country. Everyone is obese. Like, can we get like more than one flavor of diet soda? It's so infuriating and it so it makes me mad that like if i was going to a quick check and i wanted a nice coffee Mm -hmm. i couldn't do that i couldn't get the hazelnut i would have to tell them put the haze the hot hazelnut over ice Mm -hmm. because then i would add splenda but it, it makes me so furious because i'm like it's not like this is an uncommon thing why is it so hard to find diet shit I really don't know. Like, I've only been dieting for about a month and a half now. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm new to the whole, like, why can't I find anything I can eat? Um, <laughs> I know. It can be frustrating. Although you you start to learn to make better choices. Although, if I'm being honest, the, the truly smart choice is not to get things out. It's like just to get it at home. Yeah. Um, I, I will say something smart to do mm-hmm. is if you're doing that where you're going to get and this is like the stupidest advice. I hate when fat people give me diet advice, but here I am a fat person <laughs> giving you diet advice. Um, something that might not be a bad idea is like at home, buy mm-hmm. a hazelnut coffee, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't know if you use pods or if you use the regular, regular grounds, regular grounds, get like a hazelnut ground coffee and brew like a whole pot of hazelnut coffee mm-hmm. and then pour it in an ice tray and make ice cubes. And yeah. then when you go to Quick Check, I'm order my own ice cubes. Bring your own hazelnut coffee ice cubes, <laughs> and then when it cools, it it won't dilute the coffee. I'm just gonna walk into Quick Check with a little baggie full of ice cubes. Well, you can put them in a cup. I'm not saying you don't have to like carry them in your mouth like a squirrel. You can. <laughs> You can can transport them any way you want. You can even leave them in a car in a cooler and just put the ice cubes in the coffee when you get there. Like, there are any number of ways to do this. But my point is, sometimes you might have to be a little creative. I do shit like that all the time. Back in the fall, I really wanted a sugar-free pumpkin frappuccino. Mm Mm-hmm. Which from Starbucks is impossible. So yeah. I I found a pumpkin frappuccino recipe online and learned how to make it and then adjusted it to make it sugar-free. Mm-hmm. And it was great. 
Yeah. And it totally satiated my my pumpkin frappuccino craving because mm-hmm. that is my favorite thing. And I'm I'm sure over the course of every fall, I will have one. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be a thing. Yeah. And if I can mitigate that by, like, most of the time making myself a sugar-free one, mm-hmm. then I'll just do that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, um... I've decided I actually can't live without chocolate ice cream. Yeah. So it's like. (laughs) I think anyone who's been on a diet has like if you at any point in your life have been on a serious diet. I don't mean like I'm trying to lose three pounds. I'm like if you have wanted to lose 20 plus pounds, you could be a bank robber because you can find a way out of any situation. (laughs) Like you will find the most creative way to do something and get what you want because it's like I, I have been on Weight Watchers. Far too many times to to not know how to, like, modify a recipe and change shit and, yeah. and do things. And it just becomes, like, a skill. It becomes, like, a secondary skill because it's like, well, it's either that or I keep eating chicken water. Like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> there's like, there's, you got to do something. And now, like, these days, it's like, I'm not only on low sugar, I'm on low carb, which is kind of the same thing. I'm on low sugar, low carb, low sodium. It's like, (laughs) what do you fucking do? (laughs) I don't know. The the next step is exercise. Yeah. And I know that for myself, but I'm still, I'm still fighting it. (laughs) Like I'm in my death throes. (laughs) They do actually say that that diet does more than exercise. It does, but exercise Exercise is still important, especially for things like circulation. And uh, you will lose a lot more and a lot faster with regular exercise. Yeah. Um, and you do regular exercise, so you're fine on it. It's yeah. just, it's just me being a lazy fuck. I'm just, it's <laughs> like, it's like, bitch, while you're it's, eating the one point string cheese, like go down to the gym. It's one of those things though that like I move so little during the day because I have a very sedentary job. Yeah. Like that walking for an hour every day is like hitting the bare minimum of what a human generally does during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not on top of anything. It's, it's, this is what would happen if you like ran some errands during the day. This is like I walked (laughs) to my car and back. Like I. Like, like this is, I went to an office building and had to do, do something on the other side of the office building yeah, and had to walk it. Like it's, it is literally the bare minimum that I could possibly be doing. <laughs> Basically. And you know, what's funny is like, I, I found that, uh, my body is just like, does not know what to do with itself because most days because of the quarantine and COVID I am sedentary. Yeah. Like I do not move (laughs) from really much farther than the three feet of one side of the couch to the other. But then I have days where I do three hour shows Yeah, and my body is like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) It's like, it's like somebody hit the emergency switch. It's like the blood starts pumping. My blood sugar hits the floor. It's like everything, <laughs> like my body just does not know what to do with this. It would be like 
me doing physical activity is like asking an otter to do Sudoku. It's like it just it doesn't it does not compute in any fucking way, and that there is no system that has been compiled to, to tackle this problem. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But anyway. But anyway. <laughs> but. Anyway, welcome to another episode, kids. We are very excited to be back. Um, We have some fun stuff to talk about today, including uh, some listener stories. Yes. Which I'm very excited about. We have, um, we are talking today about kind of a folklore topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of ghosty, spooky, folklore, hometown crazy like what I, the, it, it, it's got a lot of elements um we are talking about mostly ghost folklore you know every small town has what what is typically referred to as the lady in white yes and it is some ghostly feminine figure who is like pale and tragic and wearing a long dress <laughs> and she fell off a bridge or she got hit by a train or she drowned her children in a in a bathtub or yeah. she you know hanged herself by a by a fucking curtain rod or like like she got attacked by otters like whatever the fuck it was <laughs> this late the, the don't ever don't ever she was be torn a apart pe- and eaten by a school, school of hammer <laughs> she was savagely ripped apart and eaten by a school of hammer and sharks uh don't be a pale woman in a long white dress. It's yeah, just gonna not going to end well. Yeah. And especially if you're wearing one, don't stand near a window. Yeah, like, no. not going to end well. Um, yeah, we're we're mm. talking about the lady in white today. Uh, and we have some stories about the lady in white, and we're going to jump into it. But before we do, um, we got a really interesting uh, listener not a question, a story. Okay. A story. I'll give it a story. Um, we got this from someone on Instagram. Their uh, their handle is LC, E-L-L space C-E-E, but I'm guessing that's LC mm-hmm. um, in, in some way. Or, or maybe it's just L. See, I, who knows? Elsie, uh, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, let me know because I'm probably butchering this. Um, their pronouns are she slash they. So okay. I'm going to err on the side of they just okay. for this. And if I'm wrong, please forgive me. Um, they did send in, uh, they sent in a, two things. They sent in a Louisiana cryptid, which is the Rougarou. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard of this? Um, yes, actually. Really? I don't know a lot about it, but I have I have definitely heard the name. I didn't know much about this. Um it is it is from southeast Louisiana and uh it has been described by uh nolaweekend.com as a beastly werewolf or dog-like creature existing in the rich Cajun folklore along the swamps and bayous of Southeast Louisiana. Um, and it is, uh, I'm, I think I'm, <laughs> this is bizarre to me because I was reading it. It's like, it's, it's spelled R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. Rougarou. Right? I think so. Um, Jonathan Forrett, executive 
or foray, executive director of South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center, says the traditional French pronunciation referring to the swamp monster is, and this is phonetic, loop guru. Yeah, that's the French for for werewolf. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, and it's the French. Oh, then it says the French word for werewolf. <laughs> um, but it's not spelled that way at all. Like you, you don't get loop guru from R O U G. I mean, that's the difference between French and Cajun. I mean, I suppose so. It kind of has that like gabados <laughs> feeling. <laughs> It's like Gabados. No, it's Capodosta. <laughs> yeah. Like like yeah. Managa. No. Okay, nope. calm down, Queen. Um it it, it is uh it, it's kind of a it's kind of a werewolfy creature. Um and they sent kind of an article about this, so I'm assuming that Elsie is from Louisiana or probably that area or at least grew up there if if they're sending us that um that story. Um there's also a, a Lupgaru fest. <laughs> I'm assuming that this is a Louisiana kind of like a festival. Uh, kind of like the Krampus Walk. Nice. I'm I'm assuming it's something like that. I haven't had a chance really to look at it. But um, <clears throat> that was one cryptid story they sent in. But we got a more detailed cryptid story from LC. Okay. And they sent us this story and it just says... Also, colon, Bigfoot story, period. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh (laughs) you've piqued my interest. Um, And they wrote in and they said, I live in a small studio apartment above a garage in a very rural area high up in the mountains of Colorado. So not Louisiana, but I'm assuming maybe grew up there. Possible. Possible. Um, One cold January. Oh, and speaking of, in the mountains of Colorado, they're probably not far from our friends Emily and Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) You just find an excuse to bring up Laszlo in every... And Laszlo. (laughs) Could you imagine Laszlo fighting a Bigfoot or becoming friends with a Bigfoot? I think the second one's probably Smallest dog, biggest foot. All of them. There's no... I'm absolutely excited at the prospect of this occurring. Um... Like I said, they said, I live in a small studio apartment above a garage in a very rural area up in the, the up high up in the mountains of Colorado. One cold January evening in 2017, before I had moved in, the owners of the house had some neighbors over to hang out and watch a movie in the house. A windstorm started outside. They were going about their evening when from inside the house, they heard a horrendous sound. Something outside was crashing breaking it was unlike anything they had ever heard and they weren't sure where it was coming from but it was incredibly loud they all rushed outside the garage is not connected to the house and it sits on the opposite side of the driveway the far side of the garage which faces the woods has a large window near the top that belongs to the studio i live in outside the bottom sill of the window starts Oh, outside, comma, (laughs) the bottom sill of the window starts about six feet from the ground. The house's residents all went into the driveway looking around to try to find what had caused the noise. 
On the garage, the entire large window facing the woods, approximately five feet wide by four feet tall, had been violently ripped out of the plaster and the entire oh, side of the building. Frame, siding, and all. It was laying on the ground outside. Shocked, the residents worked quickly to put cardboard and plywood over the massive hole in the wall to protect the inside from snow. One of their friends noticed a strange set of tracks in the snow leading up to the garage. It was a massive set of footprints twice as large as a full-grown man's and bare with toe impressions. They led away from the garage. No one ever figured out what had happened and no other occurrences were reported. The owners had to put in a new window frame and partial wall. That's where I live now. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be like, are you sure? Um, A couple of times during the night, I've heard a strange sound or two coming from the window that faces the woods, like a loud bumping or dragging, something that was not normal and hard for me to place. And then uh, they sent pictures of the window and pictures of the footprints. Oh. So this is the window. We're going to post these on social media. This is the window that had been ripped out of the wall. Oh, shit. That is way bigger than I was expecting. It looks like a sliding glass door. Like, that's how large this thing is. Um, And these are the footprints. Fuck. Pretty compelling. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, no, those are those are awfully big, and they are not like what I would expect from like a bear. No, they look pretty homo sapien. Although there is one up here that looks like that looks like it could be a bear one. This one over here. Yeah, no, possibly. But the one down here does look pretty mammalian. Well, bears are mammals. Well, <laughs> uh, human, human, humanoid. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine a bear just ripping out that window, though, for no reason. But, and that's like, what I'm saying. And they didn't offer any clarification as to whether or not the uh, the window was smashed. Yeah. Although they said they heard like some kind of crashing noise. So I don't know if that... I'm assuming the glass would have broken if it was ripped yeah. out of the wall. But there was a part of me that was like, well, if it was a Bigfoot. And, and I was like, <laughs> are we really having this discussion? <laughs> Uh, there was a part of me that was like, well, if it was something that saw its reflection in the window and attacked it, hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like a dog who sees itself in the mirror and, and freaks, freaks out. out yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so reasonably compelling. Yeah. We're going to post these pictures for you guys. We're going to put these on the Instagram. So definitely go check them out. Um, these, Like I said, these uh, these photos were submitted by L-C-E-L-L- uh, space c-e-e and they sent us these photos and said please by all means you know share these or or share the story um i'm going to share these these photos because they're pretty creepy and i think i can't wait for kathy kelly to see this (laughs) because kathy kelly loves the bigfoot (laughs) does she she loves bigfoot she has bigfoot uh, foot impressions in the Paranormal Museum huh. that you can go see if you ever go to Asbury Park. Go to the Paranormal Museum and you can see uh, the plaster uh, impressions of, of Bigfoot prints. And Kathy loves that kind of folklore, mm-hmm. that kind of paranormal folklore. Um, so this is a really good addition. I think this is a great story. Elsie, <laughs> if you are listening, thank you 
so much for sharing because this is exactly what I meant when I said <laughs> send in your cryptid stories. I love this shit. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't it just make you feel so good when people share stories like that? It does. No, it's it's always nice to hear different stuff from different people. I know. And it's like we said, could be a bear. I don't know if Elsie is is 100% one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, could be a bear, could be a, a, a man bear pig. Whatever, whatever this is, it could it 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 could be any little thing. It could be something totally reasonable. It could be something paranormal. Or it could be Bigfoot. It could be Bigfoot, and we don't know. But that's kind of the fun of it. Yeah, that's that's what I love so much about cryptid stories. It like keeps my imagination running wild. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have trouble doing that. Well, I suppose not. But uh, I do. I do. I love any story that that kind of allows me to kind of see the magic in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I like a little magic in my life. Uh, but thank you so, 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 so much, Elsie. We we really do appreciate it. Um, and we hope you'll send in more. If you If you have more Bigfoot stories or if something else happens, please let us know. And if there are any clarifications uh, that you need to send in, like, to what end the window was destroyed, uh, things like that. Um, also, was there blood? Like, was some, was anything injured? Because I feel like if a bear broke through a window, yeah, there'd probably there would be, be some, some injuries. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm very curious to find out more information about this Bigfoot. And please, if you're listening, sp- I'm not joking. Send in the stories. We really do love to hear them. <laughs> And speaking of, Melissa Jacobs sent in a little story. Okay. Uh, she sent in something related to uh, a, 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 what should we call it? A, a, la- a, a lady in white story. Um, Melissa said, so the town I grew up in had the white lady of Branchbrook Park nearby. I have talked about her on our Zoom sleepovers and mentioned her a few times. This tree was also featured in Weird New Jersey. I just don't know what volume it's in. And then she provided um, a link to America's Haunted Road Trip dot com. And it I'm presuming is about it says it's about uh, uh if this says Brankbrook, Brankbrook Park, but I think it's supposed to be Branchbrook Park. Probably. Um, but we'll share the link so that everyone can see it. We'll share this on uh, on Facebook and all that, and maybe we'll uh, find a way to share it on Instagram. Either put it in our URL or uh, or, an, or in the URL section of our profile, or we'll share a screenshot of the URL so you can all find it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear Melissa's story. I have not read it yet. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so I have had so many allergies. This spring is hitting me like a fucking brick wall. <laughs> it just sucks. I'm like it keeps getting hot and then cold and then hot and then cold. And then it was like chilly earlier, so chilly. I actually turned off the air before we started recording and now I'm getting warm again and I'm like god damn it, like <laughs> I can't win. Um, But that does lead to the main topic of conversation today. We are discussing a 
really famous bit of folklore. Like we were saying earlier, um, it seems like every small town and obviously some big ones as well has a story about a, a lady in white or a woman in white who kind of found some untimely death and is trying to either lure other people into it or ward other people away from it. There's always some kind of story attached to the woman in white. So uh, we've heard a lot of woman in white stories, I'm sure, in our life. You've heard woman in white stories. Yeah. No. Probably like half a dozen. In my really? Life. Yeah. No, I mean, there's even just like if you if you delve into weird New Jersey enough, like you're going to find a couple. Oh, a, a million. <clears throat> so like, like we're not kidding when we say like every town has this story. <laughs> like, Yeah. Every town has some weird ghostly story. And it's either, it's always either a woman in white or a little kid. Yeah. No, but every town has its resident ghost. And mm-hmm. for some reason it is like 80% of the time it's a woman in white. <laughs> but like <laughs> lady in white. <laughs> um yeah it's it is very interesting because obviously we have more famous women in white like here in new jersey there's the there's clinton road yeah and there's the lady in white on clinton road who uh i believe was murdered near a bridge if I'm yeah, not mistaken, the there, there's a couple stories on Clinton Road. Um, there's a little boy, I believe, who was murdered near a bridge. And if you th- if you drop a penny off the bridge, he'll throw it back to you. Um, <laughs> that's kind of one of the stories. Oh, but he's there's helpful. yeah, and there's there, but there's a lady in white, I believe, on Clinton Road as well, who will kind of like run out to stop you from driving onto Clinton Road. Um, so, you know, every every story I, I believe there's one for the devil's tower mm-hmm. has has a, a lady in white who like fell out of the tower and died or, or some yeah. shit um we even had one in our hometown yes we did and i th- and we talked about it a little bit on previous episodes and i wrote to dad for clarification <laughs> because i tried to get him to explain it on the podcast uh to no avail <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I wrote to him to ask about the, the lady in white and he wrote back because I said, I said, wasn't there a ghost story about a girl from your high school who died near the library? Uh, oh no. I said, um, Hey, I have a question. You never told Sam the story about the little flower ghost. Little flower was the church in town. And he said, what little flower ghost? And I was like, wasn't there a ghost story uh, about a girl from your high school who died near the library? And he was like, oh, nothing to do with the church, which is right next to the fucking library. Um, he said Didn't it was call a, her the library ghost. The love will excuse the shit out of me. I, I didn't know she was so particular about where she was from. Apparently she's from New York. <laughs> she's very particular about her borough. Um, he, he said, oh, nothing to do with the church. And I just imagined him saying that like Winston Churchill. <laughs> and he said, also, dad has a a, a weird way of, of leaving out like pronouns and things when he's texting. Yeah, he does. He wrote, nothing to do with the church. 
was about a little was about a girl in the library phone that got hit by a truck in the phone booth. They said as you drove down the road that it's on at night, you could see her hang up the phone and try to run out of the booth into the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said uh, the town. Well, he said town took, but he the, he implied the the town took out the phone booth uh, because. It was causing accidents. People kept seeing her run out into the street and swerving to miss her. And it was causing accidents. I wonder where she went after they took the phone booth away. It definitely wasn't the church. <laughs> I can tell you that much. It's like now she just haunts the library. She's just like... <laughs> now she just runs out of the bathroom. Everyone's yeah. like, that ghost has diarrhea. <laughs> Do not. Go in there. Woo! (laughs) Imagine. I I wonder if, like, if you're a residual ghost and they take away your residence, do you just, like, vanish? I don't know. That's like a... That's like a deep metaphysical question. I don't know. We should go and do investigations. We should. We'll go find out if if the the lady in white (laughs) is still haunting uh, the avenue where that that was... (laughs) supposed to have happened do you have do you have any personal lady in white stories uh no i don't um i've certainly never seen one and to be perfectly honest most of the stories i've heard are kind of the same story over and over again which is Mm -hmm. kind of what we were talking about before yeah it's um it's very much a something bad happened to a woman she happened to be wearing a white dress at the time (laughs) And now she haunts, insert X building here. Well, and that's the weird thing. It's like, you would think, it's like, the woman in white was haunting the toll booth near the street between the church (laughs) and the library. (laughs) A lady in white, which building do you think she was actually there for? (laughs) The church or the library? (laughs) Like... Not a lot of librarians showing up to work in a long white gown. <laughs> Arguable that more people show up to the she church that way. She was studying on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> she just went there to find out about otters. Was that this episode or was that the mini that, that I was ranting about? But I'm not sure. If you don't, it, I would take the time to explain to you why otters are important. But you should actually go listen to the mini-sode. And if you're not subscribed, you can find it at my spooky gay family or uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. That's your incentive. If you want to know the story about the otters, <laughs> go sign up for the Patreon. Um, which versions of this story have you heard before? I mean, I did a little research for this episode, mm-hmm. trying to find sort of variations on it. Were there a lot of variations? There are a lot of variations. I mean, one of the things I found was that this is not like a United States thing. This is a global thing. Really? Yeah. No, like there are stories about women in white in like Brazil and the Philippines and most of Europe. Hmm. So like this seems to be a general human thing. I wonder if there are a lot of ladies in white in Korea. I don't know. In Korea, they wear white to funerals. Huh. So I imagine a grieving ghost would be wearing white. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
I we mean, should get Jasmine on here to talk oh about God. about <laughs> ladies in white of Korea. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a thing. She's going to show up and be like, no. It's <laughs> like, no, we don't have that. If I know Jasmine, she's going to have very little to say about it. And she's going to try to make it sound like I'm crazy for, for suggesting it. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. Jas- Jasmine has that way. It's like anytime you pose a question to her, she loves to like turn it around on you and make you make it sound like you're crazy for even suggesting that it could be a thing. And it's like, <laughs> all I asked if this was the right way to get to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you find about the ladies in white? Um, essentially, I mean, I've got some stories I can read if we wanted to do that. I would love I nothing can... better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like hearing ghost stories. And it's nice because I haven't heard these yet. So they're they're like new to me. I mean, they're all very short. It's just brief explanations of where the legend comes from. But I'm fine with that. Um, let's start in the U.S., shall we? So in Rochester, New York, there is a lady in white that's said to haunt Durand Eastman Park. Hmm. People who have seen her describe her as possibly being from the 19th century. The story goes that she is searching the park for the remains of her daughter who was killed by her lover. She is supposed to have killed herself in her grief. So. Wow, that one's heavy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of these are heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Although, uh, you know what I will say? Have you ever been to Rochester? I have never been to Rochester. Rochester is a beautiful town. Um, especially the old parts of the city, it has a lot of like big Victorian homes. Uh, Rochester was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, it was basically where the Underground Railroad led to. Um, So a lot of former slaves ended up making their way to northern New York and then from Rochester crossing into Canada, which is why there's a lot of folklore. There's a lot of ghost folklore in Rochester, obviously about things like this, Mm -hmm. but there was also um, mob activity. There was uh, obviously ghost stories related to the slave trade and and the escape from the slave trade and things like that. you know what would be a really great thing for us to do? What? I, <clears throat> David and I have a really, really, really wonderful, wonderful witchy friend from Rochester, New York. Her name is Rachel McKibbins. Okay. She is a famous, like super famous <clears throat> um, slam poet. Okay. And she, she, brilliant, like brilliant, brilliant author, poet, performer. And she is very witchy. She is uh, a person of color. She is super funny super smart like one of those like kind of up there in like the kathy kelly realm okay. where it's like really super interesting person and she has some great ghost stories we should get her on here to talk about some ghost stories in rochester that would be awesome oh i would love that i'm on board with that but that's a super sad story i mean especially the idea of like spending the afterlife searching for the remains of of, of your, your child, child. Yeah, like no. that's super sad it is. It's Could you imagine being being the woman in white? <laughs> it sounds miserable. I mean, it's kind of miserable for all of them. Like, like, there's this theme that keeps running. And I mean, I didn't take every story that I found and put it into this little dossier that I've compiled. <laughs> because there's just too fucking many of them. But so many of them have to do with, like, violence against women. I mean, that's and, usually like, what it is. It's... 
it is sometimes accidental, like in the case of ours, where it's like the yeah. she was in the phone booth and it got hit by a truck. But oftentimes it has to do with some kind of abuse or or physical See, violence. That's kind of the difference I found between the U.S. versions and the European versions. The European versions had a lot more. She was murdered by her husband. <laughs> a lot more like she was inured in a wall of a church. Like oh th- there was a lot more. She was killed violently in the European versions <laughs> I'm than there are surprised. in the U.S. versions. If I'm being honest, that kind of shocks me because <laughs> we here in the U.S. have much more a penchant for violence than I think they do in in Britain or Europe. Yeah, but it's one of those things that they, they say uh, Elizabeth Bathory is a woman in white and mm. like... Um, Elizabeth Bathory, by the way, is a famous vampire... Uh, sort of. She she sort she of. took baths in the blood of virgins. Yeah, but so she, the story she's goes. the root of like a lot of vampire folklore. Yes, because of that. So be allegedly, as allegedly, Joan Rivers would say, as Glenn says, as Glenn says, as he is furiously <laughs> sending me paper airplanes <laughs> from on top of the entertainment <laughs> because unit. the Bathory estate is going to sue. I know. I just realized. <laughs> I I looked up towards Glenn and I realized that. I don't know if I actually put him like this, which is creepy, but he happens to be staring directly at me <laughs> while we're recording this. And I was like, that's fucking creepy. He, he knows creepy. who the fucking troublemaker is. I know. Right? You're the one who's always like, allegedly, supposedly. And I'm like, Michael Peterson. And Glenn is like, click, 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 click. <laughs> Um, but continue. I'm sorry. Okay. To the next you. one is from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Altoona. Do you, do you have connections to Altoona? Or you Not just like at the all, but it, I just think it's funny. <laughs> Altoona. That would be a great drag king name. Like if you're from Pennsylvania. Especially if you're from Pennsylvania. I was going to say, if you're a drag king from Pennsylvania and your name is an Altoona, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> So in Altoona, Pennsylvania, a woman and her husband died in a car crash on a stretch of road called the Devil's Elbow. Mm. On foggy nights, she can be seen searching for her husband's body. She has also been known to hitchhike and when picked up will always vanish near the site of the crash. That's spooky. It reminds me of that uh, Unsolved Mysteries episode. With oh, the, 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 the taxi cabs in, Jap- in Japan? Yeah. It, it Where like they'd pick people up and then they'd just fucking like fuck off even yeah. though they racked up like a $50 fare. <laughs> They're like, can you drive me to China? (laughs) It's like, no, we're on an island. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That is that is very spooky. There's something about again, you have another like searching for like a lost loved one that's just kind of eternally sad. Yeah, no, a lot of the the US versions are more tragic. Yeah. Than the than the European version and, like and, other, and other places. <laughs> but like it's you, you know, our la- our ladies in white are a bit of a downer. You know, it's like, <laughs> like they're not She gets in the car and it's like womp womp womp. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they're like, Oh, I'm going to my mother's and she's like, My mother died in eighteen seventy one. Womp womp womp. Uh yeah, I don't know. It is it is definitely spooky. Uh, that yeah. one that one kind of creeped me out towards the end. I just don't like the idea of like spending eternity. Like 
And first of all, who the fuck is driving on Devil's Elbow? Well, apparently people in Altoona, Pennsylvania, don't have much of a choice. If you're in Altoona, you need to get some new fucking street signs. Because it's like, (laughs) you call it Devil's Elbow, you're asking for fucking trouble. I mean, I think they call it Devil's Elbow because it's fucking trouble, not because... (laughs) Well, then you need to build a fucking bridge. Like, there's gotta be a way around Devil's Elbow. Let's get a straight line going here, kids. Uh... I don't know. Uh, the, uh, I the idea of like spending eternity searching for like David's remains would just be miserable. That is pretty miserable. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> and there's something weird about like ghost passengers in the car. Freaks yeah, the, me van- the, fuck the out. vanishing hitchhiker thing is is also a common thread for this one. Is it? Yeah, because next we move to Dallas, Texas. Uh, well, uh, who'd want to stay in a car in Texas for more than a <laughs> couple minutes? Especially with someone you don't know. It's a fucking Zodiac. This one's especially especially fun, actually. In White Rock Lake Park, a 20-year-old girl in a soaked white dress has been been known to ask passersby for a ride to her home on Gaston Avenue. Wait, a soaked white dress? A soaked white dress. She is soaking wet. With what? Water. Are they near water? I don't know. I've never been to White Rock Lake Park. Well, it's White Rock Lake Park, so I would assume there's water around there. (laughs) They were just hopeful. They were like, maybe if we name it that, something will There's spring up. There's a puddle up. in the middle of the... <laughs> Somebody no, put a goldfish I'm, I'm bowl in the middle of the a field. I'm assuming the word lake is in the name of the park, that there is that there is a body of water close to where you know this what? ghost is seen. I gotta say something. Sure. I, I feel bad for all of these ghostly ladies, mm-hmm. but you know that no good comes from a white lady in a park. <laughs> like... We know this. Thank God none of these none of these ladies in white had cell phones in white. Because people of color would just be getting tormented oh by ghosts from the afterlife. Like, you know at least one of these bitches is a Karen. <laughs> She's the the white lady. The it, it, this has been called the lady in white, more commonly the white lady. And yeah. it's like, how can you be called the white lady if you don't have an angled bob? <laughs> like, you, you know that, especially in Texas, there is some lady who's like, the white lady? <laughs> Hold my complaint letter. <laughs> Hold my complaint letter. I'm calling customer service. <laughs> Did you know your ghost out here is being rude to people? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. So she she's soaking wet. Yeah. Um, she tries to get people's attention. Yes, she um, asks them to give her a ride to her home on Gaston Avenue, which is very specific. Also, um, there is a Gaston Road near me. Yes, there is. Creepy. Which I always referred to as Gaston Road because that's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. It's G-A-S-T-O-N. And I remember when we moved here, I was like, Gaston, Gaston, Gaston. And then the director of my Christmas caroling group was like, I don't live there, but I think it's pronounced Gaston. And I was like, a what? I was like, that's not right. I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I know what this spells. I know some of these words. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's definitely pronounced Gaston. <laughs> so she's looking for a ride to Gaston yes. Avenue. Yes. Along the way to her destination, she disappears, leaving behind a soaked car seat. Ew. 
<laughs> yeah, that one has an extra special fun bit at the it's end. It's like Musty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, is her name Muffy? Because I, the, <laughs> I imagine a ghost who's leaving puddles in your car has to be named Muffy. <laughs> Musty Muffy. That's, that's gotta be her. She was the girl in high school who didn't oh shower. <laughs> Old Musty Muffy left a puddle in the passenger seat. This is a very alliterative story I've come up with. Yeah, you really have. Old Musty Muffy. Now I'm torn. I was gonna name this episode Karen, but I think it has to be Musty Muffy. <laughs> And they're like, we just did Muffy. We did. All right. It, it, maybe it'll be Karen. We'll see. Who knows? Anything could happen. You'll know before before <laughs> I do. Okay. So moving on in our little tour Oh, that's here. the end of Musty Muffy? That is the end of Musty Muffy. I um, wonder why she... I, I wonder why she's soaking wet. Is she supposed to have drowned? Um, It didn't offer a cause of death in the version of the story that I read. Mm-hmm. But again, we're near a lake, so I'm hoping, you know, I would assume that she drowned. I wonder, I, I there's a part of me that wants to kind of look this up and be like, I wonder if she's supposed to have like driven into the lake or like stepped a little too close to the shore and like <laughs> fell in the lake and drowned because her head was made of mallets. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. It's always some like weird. It's like how do you? I, sh- I shouldn't say that. That's rude. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna be like, how that's do you drown? You, I was gonna be like, you drew the lines. Well, I was gonna be like, how do you drown in a lake? But people drown in lakes all the time. It's like, how do you drown on the edge of a lake? It's you walk out. Like it's not that. Within like ten feet, it's probably not that deep. Probably not. I guess it depends on the lake though. And I mean, like some oh, lakes musty, have muffy. like tides. Do they? Yeah, like Lake Erie and Lake Michigan. It's like, a tide? Yeah. That's fucking weird. They have tides and currents. Currents? Well, they're essentially inland seas. They're, they're, they're not really lakes at that point. Like, the Great Lakes are essentially inland seas. That's fucking weird. It is kind of weird. but That's yeah, no. weird and there's creepy. A, <laughs> there's a reason there are, like, so many, like, shipwrecks in the Great Lakes. I'm surprised Scott Peterson doesn't live closer to the Great Lakes. <laughs> We'll get to him soon, too. We did Michael. Might as well move on to Scott. <laughs> We're just going to do all the Petersons. All the Petersons. <laughs> we can do Mrs. Peterson, our elementary school g- gym teacher. <laughs> she probably killed a couple people. We never the know. first lesbian I ever knew. <laughs> well, you've known those... me for quite a while. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> the first person I ever knew was a lesbian. <laughs> she had those, like, very stereotypical, uh, what's that material? The like sports, the gym teacher sports suit. Oh, like lycra. Yeah, it's like like polyester suits. <laughs> yeah, that are just they just crinkle. Yeah, they everything do. crinkles, yeah. and they all have weird piping. Yeah, they do, and they're very bright. Yes, <laughs> with white sneakers. Always, if you wore any, it's like you wear the you're wearing a fuchsia fucking tracksuit. <laughs> With white sneakers. With white sneakers. <laughs> like, you could pick a fun color for the shoe, too. Like, why stop here? That's that's where they become conservative. Yes. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, so we're moving on to Canada. Oh, we're into Canada. Okay. Yes, this one's... We're in- across the seas. This- 
This one's I said earlier that that <laughs> that these stories were overseas before we started recording, and Sam was like, "Well." Some are in Canada. And I was like, oh, that's fair. But now that we know that the Great Lakes are a fucking ocean. <laughs> that's fair. I'm, I'm going to say I was right all along. <laughs> We've only got one from Canada. Oh, this well. one's from Quebec. Um, at, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Montmorency Falls, the ghost of a woman who threw herself from the falls in her wedding dress after her fiance did not return home from the Seven Years' War, is said to still haunt the area. There is actually one of the falls is called. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Le Chute de Dame Blanche. I think I'm saying that correct. Oh, the Chute of the White Woman. Yes. The, <laughs> yes. Well, that's. What, well, I'm, I'm assuming the fall of the White Woman. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they named a fucking waterfall after her. So I assume that. You it know, must be real. This must be real. Huh. Yeah, so go Quebec, like putting your folklore into your into your place names and all other kinds of shit. I just imagine that like if you if you swim underneath the waterfall, mm-hmm. all you can hear echoing is like, I wanna speak to a manager. <laughs> <laughs> My iced tea is warm. Just like constant complaining. This poor woman threw herself off a waterfall and you're making fun of her. I'm not making fun of her. I'm making fun of other white women. Every other white woman can be offended, but she can't. Although while we're on the topic of her, let's talk about this. Her husband never came home from the Seven Years' War. Right. Why did she jump off in a wedding dress? Well, it was her fiance, not her husband. Even better. Like she never even fucking used it. I think that's why. That seems a little melodramatic. I mean, throwing yourself off a waterfall is, is, is a little dramatic. <laughs> he called me melodramatic. I'm so upset I could just light myself on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems a bit melodramatic to me. Like, putting on the wedding dress just to go throw yourself off a, off a waterfall, that's like, lady... I mean, it's it's very, like, 18th century. It's Yeah, all these stories kind of remind very me... Very Mrs. Havisham. Yeah, <laughs> they all kind of remind me of that woman that Jack talks about in Titanic when he's like, she would go to the saloon every night and wear every piece of jewelry she owns yeah. waiting for her husband to come home. It's like, that's how all of these feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, lady. I, I suppose it's fine. It's just... <laughs> It's a little flamboyant. It's it's a little over the top. Like, I just imagined it being, um, like, Coco Peru. You know what I mean? Like, throwing herself off a waterfall. Just the whole way down, she's like, that bothers me. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole way down. <laughs> Super overdramatic. Okay, so we have two more. <laughs> You're like, and we're done. <laughs> Put the kibosh on that one real quick. Okay, so now we're mo- we're moving across the Atlantic. We're going to the UK. Um, That's fun. Yes. I like I like traveling abroad. Yes. <laughs> so in Beeford, East Yorkshire. Beeford. <clears throat> yes, in England. Sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> um, Is that spelled B E E F H E R D? No, it's B E E F O R D. Oh, okay. I thought it was like beef herd. No, it's beef. Beeford. <laughs> it's a herd of beef. There was a woman who thought was she was a, a cow. There was a single bee at the ford of a river, so they named the town Beef. Beeford. <laughs> yes. You should have been to be aftered. 
Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but it was. <laughs> We've gotten to that point of the night. It's 1030. It's like we have hit the point in the night where it's like anything is funny, <laughs> including Beeford. Okay. So, and Lily's like, it's pronounced Beeford. Probably. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm going to ruin this. Um, anyway, within that town, there is a road called the Beeford Strait. Motorists report seeing the figure of a woman in a in in white dash across the road in front of cars, and once she was picked up by a motorcyclist, she naturally vanished. Like she was trying to run in front, but he was going so fast he just grabbed her. <laughs> Woo! I'm assuming he stopped, and she was just and she was just like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> but yeah, no, she then naturally vanished mm. off the back of his motorcycle. Um, she has also supposed to be a harbinger for particularly bad car crashes along the strait. So if you see her, there's a possibility that you're going to, like, crash and burn. Oh, if I saw her, I'd slow down to five miles an hour. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, Beeford lady. <laughs> Where's the Beeford? <laughs> you slow down to five miles an hour, you get hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win. And she's like, told you. <laughs> um... Oh, that's that's cool. I like, you know, it's funny. I have been to Clinton Road a number of times, like many, many times, mm-hmm. because it's kind of close to where Adam and I went to college and it was Adam and I. So yeah. we, we always used to go on these like spooky little adventures and we would always go. And only one time was it ever like it spooked us enough that we actually turned around and left. But um, and Adam is not easy to spook. Adam does not spook very easily. But we always used to, we would drive like from one end of the road down to the other. And this is like miles. And we would always say like when we were leaving, it was like, not that like we actually wanted it, but it was like, it would have made the trip more satisfying if like just once when we went, Mm -hmm. someone came like stumbling out of the woods covered in blood. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're always looking for that, like, spooky story to make the trip really worth it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to ever really happen. But I suppose that that's what the woman in white kind of signifies. It's like that that desire for someone to be the focal point of this bad story that's not you, but that you can walk away with the story. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. It's every time I've ever gone to someplace that's haunted, it's... It's like I want to come home with with a story with a story, because then what what is else is the point of going? Yeah, like why go if you're not going to come home with some crazy thing? And that's why I love telling that story of when Adam and I went to uh, I keep wanting to call it like Wolfsbane, but that's not gray gray. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm having a like, graystone. No, graystone. Yeah, I think so. Greystone. Um, And we were like getting ready to leave and we just heard like a woman either inside the building or on the other side of the building in the woods like scream. Mm -hmm. And it was like we both heard it like clear as day. (laughs) And it was like uh, it's one of the few times we've like walked away from one of these things with like an actual story. (laughs) And it was it was like, oh, this is horrific. (laughs) We booked it out of there. I'll tell you that. Um, so we have one more, right? Yeah, we have one last one. Um, this one's from Wales. It's Wales. It's um. Did I ever show you that meme 
No. It's these like three Victorian people. And it, Adam actually was the one who showed me this. I don't know why he keeps coming up today. It's two like Victorian ladies and there's like a Victorian gentleman talking to them. Mm-hmm. And he says, are you two ladies from England? And then it, it, and then they say Wales. And he's like, sorry, are you two Wales from England? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm But I'm Anyway, this is more local mythology than it is a ghost story. Um, hmm. So in Ogmore, Wales, a lady in white approached a man and asked him to follow her to a hidden treasure. This is another thing that came up more than once. Of like women enticing people to some other third location. No, specifically hidden treasure. Hidden treasure. Yes. All right. He did so and she gave him half of it. Now, naturally, he returned later for more, and she attacked him, her fingers turning into claws as she chased him away. It is said he later died of his injuries after confessing his greed to his wife. Hmm. So, yeah, no, if she gives you half of it, you don't go back looking for more like a jackass. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't, if I'm being (laughs) honest. It's like, she's dead. What's she going to do with it? (laughs) Well, she's apparently going to attack you with claws and kill you. I mean, I guess. Like, she's not going shopping. Like, what what the fuck does she need it for? I could use it. It's her gold. It doesn't matter. She died. <laughs> Was she going to buy around. ghost clothes? <laughs> She's going to go to fucking Caldors. What's she going to do? <laughs> She's going to Target. She's going to buy some fucking dish towels. <laughs> I don't think so, ghost lady. Give me the gold. You had your shot. She's just walking down the aisles of Target with one of those giant red fucking shopping carts. Just- <laughs> <laughs> She's like Samara. <laughs> Just the hair covering her face, <laughs> dripping wet, scaring the shit out of people and eating them. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, the Magnolia collection. <laughs> um, is there one of these stories that you find to be, like, truly scary? Um, I don't like the Vanishing Hitchhiker ones. The Vanishing Hitchhiker mm. ones always scare me. I was going to say that. The one in uh, Altoona yeah. got to me a bit. I think it's the idea that, like, they interact with you. Yeah. And you don't know until after the fact that you were talking to a dead person. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's that idea that it's, like, they actually, like, spend time with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, the other ones, they, like, run out in front of your car. You know, a fucking pigeon does that. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're really no brighter than a fox. (laughs) But it's, like, these ones, there's something, like... I don't want to say malevolent, but it feels malevolent. It feels conspiratory or conspiring or whatever the word would be. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like they they were trying to deceive you or they were trying to do something unkind. Like they were trying to scare you. Yeah. You're yeah. being you're being scary. And stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scary, ghost. <laughs> Like, that's my only job. She's like, literally, this is the only thing I have to do. <laughs> is scare you. Um, yeah, this is I'll... the only joy I have. <laughs> I will agree. I don't like the ones where they uh, where they end up hitchhiking. I, I also, because, you know, we have the ones where you were saying they, like, entice you to some kind of treasure. I have heard of them where it's like they try to pull you away to something else, like... It kind of reminds me of the Blair's Den story. Yeah. Where, like, the mother superior tries to, like, lure you into the house Mm -hmm. so that she can murder you. Yeah. 
it has that same kind of like this this is creepy <laughs> feels like the spiders on the <laughs> spiders on the glass again <laughs> um yeah i don't i i would agree i don't think i don't think that uh i don't think i would like any of those stories what would you do if you ran into one of those ghosts i would let me let me say this sure which one would you most want to run into? Which one would you least want to run into? I think the one that seems the safest are the ones that are just kind of on a loop. You know, the ones that are just mm. doing the same thing over and over again. A residual haunting. A residual haunting where, yeah. like, they're not interacting with people. You just see them. Mm-hmm. Like, I can handle that. Yeah. I feel like. Because you're not really a part of it. Yeah, no. I think <clears throat> I think the ones that would that I would least like to meet are the ones that are harbingers of some kind of disaster or <laughs> or, you know, harm to my person. Like seven minutes. <laughs> it's like, God, at least tomorrow gave us days. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Jesus. No, but that was the thing that came up a lot, um, them being harbingers of doom and destruction and I feel like a grim? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. That's weird. For those of you who don't know, a grim is uh, a a dog, a do- a black dog, uh, often in folklore and, frankly, witchcraft. Um, that is kind of a. It can be a harbinger, but oftentimes appears when there is some kind of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh. I, don't I know. keep wanting to say omnipotent, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It's like going to happen. Um, inevitable. Inevitable, but that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like hanging in the balance. It's like going to happen. I can't think of the word. Oh my god! I sorry, I'm, I've got nothing. I must be having like a fucking stroke today because I cannot. <laughs> uh, I cannot put sentences together. Um, I guess inevitable is like there is inevitable death or there has been a death or there is like some imminent? kind of I- imminent. That is the that is the word I was okay. looking for. Um, there is some kind of imminent tragedy on yeah. the horizon. And uh, it sounds a bit like often the 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 lady in white uh, is kind of a grim. <clears throat> yeah. At least sometimes. I think, and I agree with you, I would not, I would definitely not want to run into her. Uh, But I also, like, I kind of wouldn't want the ones that, like, run out in front of your car either. Yeah. Because it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, (laughs) you you have eternity to come up with a hobby and this is what you got? Like, (laughs) playing chicken. Playing chicken (laughs) with my car. Um. Yeah, I would not. I that would be one that I would not particularly like. I think, even though I literally was just saying that's kind of the one I always hoped for. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah, I think the one I'd most want to encounter, knowing what I know now, Mm -hmm. is one of the treasure ones. I mean, that makes sense. Just take half. Yeah, take half and go. (laughs) Like I, I know now. Yeah. 
Although uh, my my stupid ass, I'll be the one that's like, I'll just take half, and I go, and she's the one who just like leaves me there to kill me. <laughs> like <laughs> that's I'm the idiot who goes like blissfully into the woods holding hands with a demon. Like I just <laughs> I'm, not, I'm that stupid woman in the in the horror movie. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose that's that's probably where I'm headed in my life. Okay, that's fair. Uh. Why do you think these stories persist? <clears throat> I I did a little thinking about it. And I think that we all love a good tragic story. Like we all love that little sort of morbid story. And for some reason, this is the one we always pick. Mm. I can't honestly say why it's always a woman in white. I mean, I could... I could pose some theories, but, you know, they're just, like, pontifications. It's not even... You know, I couldn't prove these in any way. Yeah. But there is a part of me that sits there and goes, well, you know, there's something about the quote-unquote lady in white that is less threatening because Mm -hmm. we often associate white... With the light, with um, being less dangerous. Yeah. And so these stories of tragedy kind of have a quality of like, oh, it's just sad. And it's like spooky, but kind of not really dangerous in any way. Yeah, it's safe spooky. Safe spooky. Yeah, I think when you start to see the lady in black, then you're getting into like insidious territory. And it's like, well, the old lady keeps getting closer in the photos. And, you'll, and it's like, well, yeah. now, we, now we've gone into the dark. Um, I would I would probably say that that's something to do with it. That it's like a good way of spooking yourself without feeling totally unsafe. That's fair. Um and I think especially in terms of like these being these having some kind of lesson, mm. which they often do, which is like, don't throw yourself off a waterfall. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't go walking alone at night. Don't go. Don't speed around turns. Don't drunk. Don't go drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't hitchhike. All these <laughs> things that have. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Well, Yeah. <laughs> Um, all these things that have kind of nasty ends are more tragic than they are um, vicious. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it makes it safer, I guess, to some people. Okay, I'll buy that. Do you have a theory? I mean, I think some of it is a lot of the places where you see this story are places that have been colonized. At some point in time. And since Europe has so many of these stories, I think it just spread. They just brought them with them. Yeah, that it's a it's a colonization thing. Hmm. That's really interesting. I didn't think of it that way. <clears throat> but the question still is then, well, why is there why is this myth so pervasive in Europe? Why does every country have, you know, more than one of these stories? And I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I suppose I don't either, although when you think of a lady in white, especially prior to the 20th century, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're thinking, I think the, 
I think the innate reaction is to think of some kind of royalty or some kind of privileged woman mm-hmm. uh, who suffers some kind of fate, like some, so, or not fate, suffers some kind of uh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, A, it might be a coping mechanism for the lower class, and B, it might be... Um, like like some kind of uh it's foreign to to most people like a woman in like a silky white dress yeah uh who is clearly privileged who has money who comes from uh from wealth from a privileged family um suffered this terrible fate and so it's like well it's not so bad to be us because even the rich have this terrible tragedy that can befall them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, who knows? And again, this is all pontification. So yeah. it's like, take it with a grain of salt. But I, I, I wouldn't say it's far-fetched entirely. No. No, I wouldn't say that either. It sounds plausible. Uh yeah, I mean I mean I I tend to love the woman in white. She's kind of like a an old friend that always shows up in, in <laughs> when it comes to like campfire ghost stories. So, I I do really like this folklore and I like I like discussing this kind of folklore because we don't discuss a lot of different types of ghosts on on the podcast. So, it's been fun kind of chatting about something that uh I think everybody can identify with to some extent. Yeah, no, everybody's heard one of these stories or has told one of these stories. Were there any woman in white stories at Rutgers? Because that seems like it would be rife or rife I think there was, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like, Rutgers seems like the perfect spot for for a woman in white story. Um, I think it was she was supposed to be a Revolutionary War era. Mm. And she um, she got jilted by a soldier. And she hung herself in one of the towers. Mm. I don't remember which one now. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the story that made its way around the campus. Because Rutgers just seems like, it's like, that would be like going to Princeton and being like, no, there's no ghost stories. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> New, New Brunswick has a lot of ghost stories because, ton, it's, yeah. because it's such an old town. But yeah. Like, As does Rutgers. Somerville. Yeah. Uh, Somerville has a ton of uh fucking ghost stories we have one of the oldest cemeteries in new jersey do you really mm-hmm. huh we should talk about that one day yeah. one day we should do a podcast live in a cemetery <laughs> i'm not fucking kidding we i should know do you're this. not kidding we should i i bet we could do this <laughs> i'm all for you complain it. about tech issues now i know <laughs> All of a sudden, we're getting EVPs, and it's like, well, <laughs> well what did you expect? Yeah. Um, if you have a lady in white story, whether it's uh, a hometown ghost or you worked at Chili's, whatever it is <laughs> that you you have a white lady story, please send them to us because we would love to hear them. We love hearing hometown stories, and obviously, a lady in white story is one that I think most people have gotten at some point send us your stories on twitter uh spooky gay fam on instagram at my spooky gay family at spooky gay fam at gmail.com or uh sign up for patreon and send them to us at <laughs> patreon uh patreon.com slash um 
my spooky gay family. Uh, yeah, just or, or on Facebook, my spooky gay family podcast. Send us your stories. We love, 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 love to hear them. So uh, that, I think that's it for. Did I miss anything? Nope, I think we're good. Well, then I think that's it for the woman in white. So. We'll have new mini, mini microsodes out for you on Monday and a brand new episode out a week from today. So until then, stay spoopy and remember. So this, the story usually goes that a young woman is standing by the edge of the road at Devil's Elbow and she's coming a ride. She hopes to get a ride from a motorist. And when they would stop to look for her, she would disappear. It scared a few people, and some of the early motorists didn't like driving up on this this stretch of road. People have collected vanishing hitchhiker stories in Europe, in Asia. They're told all over the world. However, unlike other hitchhiker ghost tales, the Devil's Elbow story may be grounded in real tragedy. In the 1800s, an inn and tavern stood at the bottom of this steep hill and was frequented by many unsavory individuals. In 1932, there was an excavation near the site of the tavern where the people discovered a skull of a young woman. She was killed with an axe or a board that fractured her skull. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Haunted History, distributed by WSKG Public Media 2014. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. <laughs> <laughs>